0: pray with me dear Lord God I pray that your spirit would fall powerfully upon us this morning as we seek you I pray that you would speak to our hearts Lord and that you would open our ears that we might hear you and that you might transform us through this interaction with you and we pray this in Jesus name amen please be seated good morning, good morning. it is so good to see you all this year happy New year what is, it is Exciting, right? 2011. Wow, that's a big year, isn't it? I'm pretty happy to have 2010 done, too. (laughs) Anybody there with me? That was not the easiest year, was it? 2010, my goodness, that was a tough one. A lot of hard knocks for people around the world during that year. And so now that it's the new year, it's the time, of course, for resolutions and new calendars and all those kind of accoutrements that go with like the new time of year, right? Everyone got all your new stuff. No, me neither. That's all right. Out with the old, in with the new. That's this time of year. Get rid of all those things. You turn your back on the past and reach forward to the present or to the future. Gives us hope, right? The idea that we can leave behind the year that just passed and move on to this next year. It's almost like we think That leaving behind 2010 the problems of the past will not come back to haunt us. Right? I call this kind of Scarlet O'Hara itis. (laughs) You know, tomorrow I'll think of some way. After all, tomorrow is another day. Right? Isn't that kind of that hope that enlightens our hearts and we're going like, yeah, tomorrow it'll all be okay? Things in the past won't bother me. Doesn't matter what I did, what I said, how I invested. No, tomorrow, tomorrow there's hope in it. And I think this time of year really piques that feeling in us. And so we develop all these resolutions and things like that to try to get us to not make the same mistakes we made in the year before. To pursue a better future instead of the past we left behind. Anyone feel that way this time of year? I feel that way. God understands that our hearts have this inclination. He understands how we feel. He understands that we yearn to be freed from the past. But the reality of the situation is we can't be, can we? I mean, does the change of calendar year do really anything for us? I mean, it's an arbitrary system set up by people a long time ago. Does it really change anything, the year 2011 versus 2010? No, it doesn't, does it? I mean, if you owed... $100,000 on your home in 2010, and you haven't made any payments in 2011, what do you think? Does it go away? What is a new year? You got a resolution for it, or whatever. You know, it doesn't just disappear. Maybe we should talk to our lenders about this. I'd help them understand that the new year should be new, right? And you shouldn't have to deal with that old stuff anymore, those fuddy-duddies. They need to leave that stuff in the past. That's not how it works in our world. We still have – last year is still a reality. Those things still carry on with us. If we were sick last year and we're still sick with the same thing, it doesn't just disappear because the year changes. If I was getting gray hair last year, I'm getting more gray hair this year. It doesn't just go away because it's a new year. No, it just keeps moving on. That's how our world works. No matter how many resolutions we force on ourselves – they never fully deal with the problems of the past. Our debts don't go away in the new year. They're present, and they continue, and they can drag us down. That's uplifting, isn't it? <laughs> All right, everybody, that's my encouraging s- sermon for the year. No. Since, our, since God understands our situation, he, desires, he understands our desire to be freed of those past debts. He understands our desire to be able to pursue the future without encumberment. And he offers us a solution In the passage from Jeremiah Which was written an awful long time ago By a prophet The prophet Jeremiah We have a passage that shows God's plan To redeem Israel You see, Israel had been God's chosen people But over time They had opted out of choosing God Does that make sense? God chose them, he said, you're mine And then Israel said, thanks God We really appreciate being in your favor Now, see you later And they expected to continue in his favor And God Because of this horrific turn They had done away from the Lord God allowed his people to be sent into exile For 70 years To try to give them a cooling off period A time to realize Hey wait a second We shouldn't have ditched God We should have stuck with that guy But here in this passage We have God's plan to bring them back To cancel out their sin Through his power and grace And to redeem them The very people who had turned their backs on God, he was going to bring back to his promised land, to reinstate them. And so Jeremiah says, See, I am going to bring them from the land of the north, and gather them from the farthest parts of the earth, among them the blind and the lame, those with child and those in labor, together, a great company, they shall return here. With weeping they shall come, and with consolations I will lead them back. I will let them walk by brooks of water in a straight path in which they shall not stumble. For I have become a father to Israel, and Ephraim is my firstborn. Hear the word of the Lord of nations, and declare it in the coastlands far away. Say, He who scattered Israel will gather him, and will keep him as a shepherd a flock. For the Lord has ransomed Jacob, and has redeemed him from hands too strong for him. God didn't want his people to be burdened forever by the mistakes of the past. He wanted them to come back into relationship with him and to be freed to pursue a good future with him. God wants the same for us. The reality is that we have things in our past that we need freedom from. I'm not talking about like loans and things like that, I'm talking about the really important things things we've done, poor decisions we've made that have hurt ourselves and others, bad investments of our life, those kind of things, those really permanent decisions we've made that have caused, that have had huge consequences. Maybe 2010 was a rough year for, for you and for me. Maybe 2009 was. Maybe 1958 was. Whatever year it happens to be, God wants to cut us loose from those sins and allow us to pursue faithfulness. He wants us to be free so that we can truly enjoy the life that God wants to give us. The vehicle that God has chosen to convey this freedom is the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. As as the last line I read in Jeremiah says, for the Lord has ransomed Jacob and has redeemed him from hands too strong for him. God understands that we can't extricate ourselves from this problem. We can't will ourselves out. We can't pick ourselves up by our bootstraps. We need to be freed by him. We are held by a captor who is too strong for us to escape from. But God can free us. And he can free us through Jesus Christ. Because Jesus has paid the ransom for us. The cost was his life. Like the popular bumper sticker says, freedom isn't free. Right? You see it on an old Ford truck every once in a while. Freedom isn't free. That's right. It's absolutely true, and it's true in Christianity, too. Freedom cost a whole heck of a lot. It costs the life of Jesus Christ, the most infinitely valuable person, God himself, who's ever lived. It cost his very life for us, and he offers us complete freedom through his blood. Our responsibility is to accept it, to say, yes, Lord, I accept your free gift of love and sacrifice. Lord I need to be freed from the burdens of the past My heart is weighed down My soul is encumbered And I need to be let go of that So that I can pursue you With joy in my heart My hope for us Is that we would As a real New Year's resolution Accept this free gift from God And that we would In following Jesus Christ Let go of those things in our past And have them washed away in his blood that we can pursue him with joy and zeal in our hearts. And the amazing thing is, is when we do that, when we turn our lives over this way, God not only transforms us, but he transforms everything around us. Everything we touch, it becomes like the very positive side of Midas, right? Not the, the Brakes people, but the King Midas, right? Who everything he touched turned to gold. That can happen when we turn ourselves over to Christ. Every life we get involved in, every every situation in our lives, um, everything we experience in our life, we have the possibility to share Jesus Christ's love, joy, and sacrifice in that situation. So let us be people who turn ourselves over to Christ and make 2011 a year to be remembered. Let's pray. Dear Lord God, I thank you so much for loving us and for sacrificing yourself so that we could have freedom and joy and peace and reconciliation. Lord, I pray that you would do great and mighty things in our lives, that you would free us, Lord, from the anchors of sin and brokenness and pain and hurt which we have left in our past. Lord, and may we turn to you and with joy be cut loose from those and pursue you, Lord, with our hearts filled with leaping and dancing, Lord. We are yours and we turn ourselves over to you now. Restore us, Lord, to your goodness and to your promised land. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.